are listening to the Coles and Rips podcast. Episode 5 of the Coulson Lives Podcast. As always, I am Daniel James. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire Hungate-Hawk. Yeah, we're back. Uh, this week's episode is titled Hen in the Wolf House. Is that right? That, yes, yep. it is. We had a brief, funny. We had a brief uh, argument, not argument, discussion, last discussion about who the hen was. Gotcha. And she was like, it's it's a woman. And I was like, well, maybe they just took the wolf in the hen house and flipped it regardless of gender. Why has it got to be a lady? And that was, and that was a and I And I said, because a hen is a female chicken. Right, yeah. but it's not a wolf in the chicken house. Yes, yeah. it is. Is it? Well, it could be. No, it's usually a wolf in the hen house. But that's because people don't keep roosters. They keep one rooster mm. yeah. and a bunch of hens. Because they're in it for the eggs, not for the noise. That is true. Yeah. So. Unless, of course, they're running a, a um, cockfighting ring, and that's a completely different story. Yeah. But you don't keep them all in one house that way. Then it's okay. like yeah. a wolf in the cock house or something. Yeah, but then you end up with, <laughs> with dead fighting roosters, and that doesn't happen. And then this episode line. would have been called the cock in the wolf's house. And you're not allowed to dead. do it anyway, so... So, yeah, a uh, clever name. Play on the classic <laughs> so, saying. Yeah. Uh, before we and get too far have, into this episode. Several people in the episode. Yeah. Before we get too far into the episode, I just I just want to mention our new theme song. Um, we have a theme song? Yes, for the podcast. It is the wonderful pop hit from our very own sky who was a pop star in china a few years back and had a hit single dare i say i remember you sending me a copy of something that she had done performed song recorded whatever yeah it's this <laughs> and it was, and it felt very much like uh, the the Robin Scherbatsky. Oh, there's there's more uh, Robin Sparkles, uh, and that was exciting. It's exciting to me. Yeah, I'm It's great because there's an English version and a Chinese version because she kind of grew up in uh, Shanghai and Beijing, and so knows. Chinese, and yet they haven't used that on the show at all. Well, I think they're trying to make her 
stereotypical every girl. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, they're also training her up, so at some point in time, maybe they'll be like, she learned Chinese. Only if they do a bunch of stuff in China. And Mm. I doubt that they're going to go that route. I mean, it doesn't make sense for where the show is going right now. That is true. All right. Uh, So, yeah. Hen in the Wolf House. Where is that page? So right away, it's like, all right, so who are we talking about? It could be Reyna, because she's set up in the really rock and a hard place at the end of the previous episode. Or it could be Simmons, because she's in Hydra right now. <laughs> yeah. And it sort of ends up being both, both of them. Porquenolos dos. That's that's the Spanish for why not both? Why can't we have both? <laughs> like those ridiculous commercials. No, I don't speak no Spanish, bro. Well, maybe you should like not live in the South. I don't. Good job. But I do live somewhere <laughs> where there are a lot of Spanish speakers, so maybe I should learn some Spanish. Eh, probably a good idea. Anyways, uh, so Shield. Yeah, Hand in the Wolf House is directed by Holly Dale and written by Brent Fletcher. So that's exciting. Originally aired October 21st, 2014. And yeah, basically, shit hits the fan. Because Reyna is looking for the obelisk, trying to get that back for a creepy doctor guy. And that leads to her sending a picture of Simmons to all of, she, uh, all of Hydra and outing her. And that look on her face, she wants it to be a bluff, but <laughs> she's not... I don't know. Nice isn't the word I'm going for, but she's not willing to let Coulson call her bluff. So it goes through. Yeah. Because she's still evil, sort of. And Coulson lets it go through because he's got an ace in the hole or alternatively a hen in the wolf house. Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that really oh, yeah. applies to her because Hen implies that she doesn't know what she's doing to some True. extent. Yeah, because I don't know if any of our listeners have ever kept chickens, but they're really dumb. They're very dumb. Really, really <laughs> dumb. That's Which means fair. probably talking about Simmons because she's really, really bad at being undercover. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. It's a wonder she hasn't been suspected more <laughs> before this. Well, she did say she thought she was dead six times. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Spoilers. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so funny. Try to just talk about this episode. It just, it's fresh. Try. Fresh. My best. Anyway, we do get introduced to Bobby Morse. 
yeah. otherwise known as Mockingbird, except that hasn't been, you know, brought up yet, which it may not be a thing yet. That's more of a call sign in Avengers. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she saves Simmons. In the nick of time. Naturally. Of course. And she uses double tonfas, which is cool. Or just, I guess, billy clubs, even. They're just two... They're just two sticks, is what it looks like. Flipping sticks. Anyway, it looks good. And... Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. Let's see. It starts off with some uh, murder champagne I wrote in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, Hydra has partially reverse engineered the dead bodies of people who died from the obelisk, which is disgusting, and has made it into something that is soluble in champagne. Yeah. But it doesn't always work. My theory is they just rim the glass with it. I don't know. The glasses look pretty clean. But in any case, the special Hydra task force, as we find out, gets decimated at this wedding. And But the, the bodies don't all turn into the weird charcoal stuff. Some of them only... Just around the mouth, yeah. and one assumes the bits that came in context. So around the mouth and uh, down the digestive tract, which kills them anyway, but... Yes. That, yeah. that would not be a fun time. Nope. Even if you survived, like, your face and part of your throat are now charcoal. Yeah. You're probably not going to survive very long, even if you survive initially. Mm-hmm. Reconstructive surgery and such. I don't know. It's kind of like getting a, a breath of fire to the face. Mm. People tend to die when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now that we've gone off into the extremely sad and morbid tangent, moving on. Yeah. Uh, I guess this one kind of straddles character and plot, so any other plot stuff? Um, well, we get a more look at Sky's father. Apparently he moonlights as a backroom doctor. Also, he's or, a monster. Yeah. There we a- never see him being a monster. We see him threatening a lot. Well, I guess we see him being a monster at the very, very end of this episode, but only sort of. Yeah. There's a couple of moments that were that were really interesting about him, like uh, when Reyna was talking with him uh, about the obelisk and get back and yada yada yada. He says something like, "You're barely holding it together." Um, and I wonder if that's uh, a question about his sanity, or if that's a question about his disguise. If he has a disguise. If he has a disguise. Interesting. I mean, we don't see very much, but there could be stuff going on. He's a big blue man. We can't see. Yeah, he's he's like right on the peripheral of being someone new and interesting, and things happening to him and from him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good things are bound to happen soon. Uh, I'm glad we are moving that direction quickly. I 
had a thought at the beginning of this episode, like, I hope they don't drag this out too long. I kind of just want to get this dad thing over with. And here we go. I bet it'll be, I'll bet it'll be mid-season break. Like, we'll have a major confrontation. He might turn into a big bad. Yeah, but at least we're, like, moving somewhere with it. Yeah. Well, he's certainly yeah. not rational when it comes to Sky. that's for sure. Well, <laughs> I imagine that happens when you have a child. I imagine that happens a lot more when you're absolutely crazy and have a child. Yeah, I think he fits right into that absolutely crazy subset because, I don't know, what we see at the end where he's spying on them and then, of course, she reacts badly because, um, hello, <laughs> bodies all over the floor, um, and then, you know, calls him a monster and flips out and... Breaks his iPad. Yeah. And then goes and turns over the obelisk to Hydra because of course that's what we don't want at all and the enemy of my enemy is my enemy's enemy <laughs> yeah or however that saying goes and the enemy of my enemy is a batshit crazy alien from outer space yeah exactly. I mean I understand why he's doing that because he's basically gone and he's seen his daughter who now thinks that he's a monster which is true hug this guy and so he can do that for her but her own father can't so therefore uh, and here's the logic breakdown therefore that person must die okay because then she has to run somewhere else which might be to the father father except no I mean, if he's already going down that path, then that might be something he's thinking that or just, you know, punish him. Yeah. I'm going to punish you for caring about my daughter. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Crazy man. Possibly alien crazy man. Yep. Potentially alien. And then, that I mean, that whole conversation was also fun, but we can get to that in quotes. Yeah. Character. I put some feelers out to my rising tide contacts about the painting we recovered in Miami, and no one has seen anything like it. Keep looking. Something will turn up. What about the writings you've been giving me? Why don't you tell me your source, and I'll follow up? I'm afraid that's classified. Well, you're the boss man. Maybe you could declassify it. I could. I won't. Why not? I already answered the question, Sky. No, you didn't. You skirted it. There's a difference. Then it's a difference I'm comfortable with, but if you continue questioning my authority, then you and I are going to have a very different conversation, one you will not be comfortable with. Is that clear? Yes, sir. Uh, Raina's whole plot. I enjoyed it. I love that she, like, on one hand, I love that she's stuck between these two madmen. On the other hand, how does she continue to get stuck between two madmen? She prides herself on controlling the situation, and she's so far out of control. And this keeps happening to her. It happens to her when she trusts somebody as 
a knowledgeable person who can teach her things about whatever her family and all of this stuff. Anytime she falls into that trap of a new guru, she gets screwed over. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I mean, she likes to be on the side of, that is powerful. She has seen shield conquer big powerful bad guys two or three times back to back and they've always been people who she's been sided with why hasn't she just affected because then she'd have to follow the rules yeah but reina is not a rule following person she's a my way person yeah it seems to me that she's all about gathering knowledge and doing that as quickly and easily as possible without necessarily following any rules. Yeah, or caring about what happens really to anybody else. Exactly. Hers is the... uh, It's kind of the opposite of Fitzsimmons, where they're in it for the science. They just want to know things, Mm -hmm. and they prefer to do it on the good side of the law. It takes however long it takes. Yeah. So, when she gets screwed over by, say, John Garrett or Sky's dad, not Sky's dad, I guess it was uh, Daniel Whitehall that would kind of screwed her over this time, yeah, she spirals out of control. Yeah. Yeah, Whitehall screws her over and then Daddy Sky didn't do anything to help he gave her an out, which was to get Sky. And then she fails because, because well, Coulson's dealt with Reyna once or twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole team has dealt with Reyna once or twice. So, but we can deal with that in quotes. They're they're only <laughs> going to trust her as far as they can throw her. Yeah. Or rather, as far as Simmons can throw her. Yeah, that's or, a better analogy. You know, specifically, as far as they can track her, so long as the thing in her leg holds up. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have Reyna working on a leash. On a leash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she gets all sorts of out of control and doesn't know what to do, so she gets all flustered, which is just fun to watch. Oh, hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it's really good that Bobby is in Hydra because otherwise Simmons would be dead. Yes. I kind of wish that seed had been planted more and not just out of the blue. Yeah. I did have a moment when she first showed up when they were doing the the search and uh, Simmons threw her desk partner under the bus which I thought was understandable since he'd been so happy about killing so many people just before that. Um, I had a thought of, okay, so who's this woman? Obviously this is important or she wouldn't be standing there in this frankly awesome red coat and bright hair. Yeah. This is one of those situations where knowledge of the casting kind of ruins things. Because I saw her and was like, oh, look, Mockingbird. Wait, she's with Hydra? That's not right. She must be undercover. 
See, I knew that Mockingbird was coming, but I didn't actually look at any of the casting. So I was still surprised. But I did have, I mean, that's a classic costuming thing. You make your character that you want people to pay attention to stand out. Yep. If she'd been a regular Hydra guard, she'd have been wearing black or gray. Or white. Not in that place. Mm. They weren't wearing light colors. She wouldn't be wearing red in any case. Right. Unless it was splashes of with like pins and things. Because sometimes they do hydro pins with Nazi style splashes of red. Again, not at that facility. Mm. Anyway, it was a costuming tip saying, pay attention to this. Sweet. Uh, what do you think of Mockingbird? I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. I like the the double the double stick fighting style. She seems uh, pretty intimidating, quick. Well, Not necessarily deadly, but definitely imposing. She's good as an operative, but as a character, we don't see very much of what she's going to be like in this episode. Although I do like the back and forth between her and who we find out is her ex-husband, Hunter, yeah. at the very end. Oh, hilarious. Also, a good payoff to all that uh, relationship crap from last episode. Yeah. Yes. So, so I, liked, I liked that, and then we'll see more of her, I'm sure. But we don't really know who she is as a character very much yet. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. So Sky goes all nuts and stuff and trying to find out about the <sighs> That girl map. is so rollercoastery right now that it's kind of pissing me off. Like the the fact that she's super stone cold one day and completely under control the next day, and then pissed off at Colson one day, and then like back on the team on the next day, and and the 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 fact that she like goes rogue to go meet this guy in the middle of an op was it felt that it, it didn't feel out of character because I didn't feel like she had a character at that point in time for it to be out of. Yeah, I feel hmm. like the whole thing with with Coulson and she's so pushy so pushy I mean come on yeah you were on the same team but even then he was still in charge and now he's the director so suck it up and that's what the whole team is telling her except Hunter who encourages her to continue to dig yeah. yep because he's because <laughs> he's a dick he's a digger he likes to dig yeah So yeah, it's she's really flip flop, and it's a little frustrating that we don't see any restriction happening to her after she goes a wall. It seems like they're trying to do too many things with her at once. Because on the one side, she's all got her daddy issues that she's trying to resolve and going rogue on that. On the other side, she's, you know, just mad at Ward and doesn't want anything to do with anyone. And then she's hunting down Coulson that she, and finds out that he's the one making all the symbols. 
Yep. Yeah, good quote from that one too. And then all of a sudden it's okay. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. They're they're running too much using her as a linchpin. Yeah. And I, I hope that now that Simon is is back, it, things are going to start evening out a little more, because that seems like a kind of a Simmons Fitzsimmons kind of thing is hunting down the map. Except they're so awkward. Yeah. Oh my god, everything was so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Beautifully done, though. Yes. Yeah, no. The no, acting no, is fantastic. It was, and it made total sense character-wise. It just was sad. Yeah. <laughs> really awkward. Although, going back um, to Hallucination Simmons and Fitz and them ogling Mac, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> so weird. But well, so really like, funny. Okay, so, so are you setting up Fitz to be bi? No, I think what they're <laughs> probably doing is using Fitz as a as a objective. Like, he's using, Fitz is using Simmons as a objective way of making it making him nervous about people being more handsome than he is. I don't think so. That was not the way I read that. I mean, I am not bi, but I can appreciate how handsome a man is it, it, no it was just the the way that it was done and they even had the whole well you're my subconscious therefore mm. that got put in there so it was a little fun it was funny but weird mm. it was a good it was it was cute i thought it was nice but i don't know what they're doing with it Fair enough. If it's just a vehicle for the next bit of the conversation, which is, oh, you, you're acknowledging that I'm not real. Yeah, which it might be. Yeah, could be. It's always weird when people acknowledge that their hallucinations aren't real. Yeah. Well, we have to have that because it has to set up for actual Simmons to come back. Yeah. And it works out because their styling is very different. Yeah. Because Hallucination Simmons is very much season one Simmons. Yep. Season two Simmons is really different. Wavy hair and toes straight, no ponytails, fashion yeah, sense. shorter. Well, I don't know if that's fashion sense. Well. It's just not lab coat. Cardigan, white shirt, every day. <laughs> Interesting. So. At least you can tell which, if we ever see Hallucination Simmons again, you can tell them apart pretty easily. True fact. Good, and I'll have to pay attention to that. If you ever see Simmons and she looks like she's from season one, she's probably fake. <laughs> or actually from season one. Time travel. Time travel. <laughs> well, let's not open that can of worms yet. Doctor Who crossover fix. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we find out that Hunter and Mockingbird are exes, and it's apparently funny. it was a contentious relationship. Yeah. <laughs> what is she doing here? <laughs> She's one of our best agents. 
And she gave you a recommendation, which is why you're here. Weird. Yeah, just a little. Well, we that way we know that he's a good guy and a, a good operative, even if they don't get on on a personal yeah. level at all. That's true. Yeah, they're just oil and water. It's so funny to watch. Yeah, it'll be fun to see where that goes. Yeah. All right. I guess that's about it for character. That's all I've got. Sure. Um, oh, I've got one. Well, no, we can put it in quotes. Got a okay. good one for Reina. I'm got a whole bunch of fun quotes too. <laughs> cool. Oh, there was one last thing that was a character thing that I noticed. It was very subtle. Go for the it. The first time we still see Phil Coulson. Actually, it wasn't that subtle because they eventually brought it up. I didn't think they were going to. I kind of hoped that they didn't, but they did. Um, the first time you see Phil, he's scratching on his desk, and you just know that he's just sitting there scratching pattern into the desk, which makes me happy. It was just a nice touch for him to for for us to see him starting to lose control of his sort of subconscious hand. Yeah, it's crazy. It's powerful. Dr. Simmons, is it? Yes. Bakshi tells me you have a passion for these things yourself. In your opinion, where did Dr. Lingenfelter go wrong? I I'm not entirely sure that she did. That's one among us. Please, clarify. Well, it it's just we're dealing with alien technology. Alien metals interact with biology on a cellular level in a way that's impossible to replicate without a sample. But if we were to acquire the obelisk itself, would it then be possible to weaponize its effects? I would think so, yes. Excellent. I want everyone prepared when we do. He knows your name. Any idea what this means? We could kill millions of people, perhaps even billions. Pretty awesome, huh? Uh, tech, then. Let's do that. Uh, well, we've got the flexible sheet that yeah. Simmons is oh, using yeah. to report with, which turns into a fish, fish taco. taco wrapper. Yeah, which was kind of odd. Yes. It's like hologram paper. Yeah, but why fish tacos? I don't know. Just I think well, then she, she, she threw it away as part of her drop. So then it looked like actual garbage, yeah. which would have worked if Reina hadn't been watching her. Yeah. <laughs> but she was. So, but she was. Yeah. All right, that one was good. Uh, we get a name for the obelisk. Yes, the divider. Which means what? We don't know yet. It divines. Well, that does tie into something that we that that. Well, yeah. Later on, Sky says that the stuff she she makes a comment, and we haven't gone into it more. That the stuff on the wall is a map. Yep. So for the diviner to be a diviner, it could be more like a divining stone that will lead them to something. 
potentially. Possibly. Maybe it's maybe it's the mappy part of a navigation system. It plugs yep. into a spaceship. And maybe it has some sort of artificial life form that responds to the weird stuff that's in Coulson and Garrett's body. Mm. Hmm. I think that's a stretch. Maybe. But that's a stretch for me. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I like the idea of it being a map. I have no idea what it's a map of. Star map? Yeah. That'd be my guess. It's a map for interstellar travel, and maybe it helps us get to... Maybe it, maybe it will lead to the idea that we're actually in the space the by the time we get to the extended universe movies, universe. which they did, in fact, talk about this week. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know in S.H.I.E.L.D. universe, we already know about the World Tree and Asgard. Mm -hmm. This and is true. That. True. Of course, the space travel that happens in Guardians of the Galaxy is outside of that. Yep. Like, also I don't true. know if... I don't know if Peter Quill could jump in his spaceship and fly to Asgard. I think the way those work, it's more like um, pocket universes, universes, parallel universes that are connected so that you can travel by ways of the dark paths or um, the, Bifrost. the Bifrost, but you can't just, you know, hop in a spaceship and go there. Yes. You have to use these these tree paths, so to speak. But this, all the stuff that happens in the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff seems to be in the space attached to Earth. You know, like way farther out, but that same universe type of space. Right. Yeah, that's my understanding of it, too. It gets kind of weird when you throw in the world tree and the hard sci-fi together. But they, the, they sort of the work together, but only sort of. I can make them work in my head, but I'm sure that the people who developed them. I mean, essentially, <laughs> what you're trying to say is that Earth, together. Earth, and the galaxy slash universe that it is in is all of Midgard. That whole thing is Midgard. Yeah. Sort of. And the Chitari that get ripped through space and time aren't necessarily a part, but they are. Oh God. That's what I said. It's complicated. <laughs> it's more like they're coming from ages and ages away. Oh God. I've gone cross-eyed. I don't know. Anyway. To, to kind of quote Looper, more of a summary, uh, paraphrase. If you start thinking about all that time travel shit, you're going to go lose your fucking mind. <laughs> basically saying not the point of this movie so let's move on yeah not the point of this show moving on not like uh, that other one that was a was the crazy movie time there was a movie I had to watch for a cinemaster yes, that but, but that's not this book twisting my brain around anyway yeah alright uh, does it for tech yeah, there wasn't very much. Yeah, it was pretty low tech this week. They the, stole a hard drive? The, 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 the exploding face thing is sort of tech. 
the hide the hydra weapon that they put on the wine glass oh well no. it's a, it's more like it's not so much tech as it is virus mm. yeah because they don't really have any control of it as i would expect of a tech mm. type thing right yeah so a new thing yeah but not really tech Mike certainly has an impressive physique, wouldn't you say? Bugger off. No, it's true. Look at him. He's quite a lot of a man. Well, obviously I agree. What with you being my subconscious and everything. What? I can say that to you. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a casual observation. That's all it is. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Well, why are you still staring at me? Because you just admitted that I'm not real. Oh, please. I'm not going to have this conversation with myself again. Bits. This is a good thing. You've got friends now, real friends. You don't need me anymore. Yeah, but I miss you. I mean, I still miss her. But she left and moved on. Maybe it's time you do the same. Cool. All right, let's move on to quotes. Well, my favorite is towards the end when we've got Reyna in the bar with Coulson and they're doing their thing and all of that. And, you know, their they're usual, I'm totally pretending that I don't hate your guts, but you know I'm pretending, so... And I know you know and all of that. And Reyna is doing her flirty thing. And Hunter comments, the, the back and forth between Hunter and then... May and Sky being Hunter asks, is she hitting on him? And then at the same time. And immediately time, at the same time, Sky says, yep. And May says, that's, that's what, what it's what she does. Yeah. There was the just, speed of the response also is just a great hilarious. moment. It was a fantastic moment. Is she, is she hitting on him? Yep, that's what she does. <laughs> That whole dinner scene was really fun to watch. You smell like bourbon. I had to maintain my cover. As Ron Burgundy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one was good. Earlier in the episode, Coulson's talking about his source, I think. And he says something. He says, you know, I can't tell you the source. It's classified. I think it's Hunter who just says, you're the boss, man. Can't you declassify it? And then uh, on the same vein, there's a quote later where uh, he finally does tell her, tell uh, Sky what, what the source is, and he and she starts freaking out about... Um, that she's going to uh, start going nuts. She's going to start going nuts. And he's like, uh, I think you're... I think you're focusing on the wrong detail here. Yeah. Oh, I'm part. Oh, yeah, I'm part alien. That's a. Oh. Okay. Yeah, go nice. go crazy about the proper thing. Because it's part of your DNA. What you think I'm gonna go crazy? That's good um, stuff. Rewind. Try that sentence again. Those are my quotes. Those are my two good un- good ends. Good. My other one was the was the uh, you're you're losing you're you're losing control or whatever it was when Raina and yeah, but that was more of a character thing than a quote thing, so I put it there instead. Yeah, 
uh, my favorite quote from the episode. I think it's uh, during that dinner scene. And I know it's Coulson who says it. Pretty sure it's to Reyna. Yeah, he says, what in the hell is this really about? And then follows up with, and why, also in the hell, would I do this? <laughs> yep. Just one of those moments you stop and go back and like, wait, did he just say that? It's very, it's very Whedon-esque. I kind of like it. Yeah. Kind, kind of just pokes fun at English. Just the yeah, the English language. <laughs> Nothing is safe. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Um. Yeah. Anything else? Mm, not for quotes. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Cool. You got any speculation? Prior to next episode, <laughs> not really. I don't. I don't think so. Like there, yeah. there wasn't a lot of uh, the. The only thing that really happened in sort of the overarching storyline was we really got a good glimpse at at Sky's dad, and we got to see him defect to Hydra and also go just absolutely apeshit. Yeah. Um, that was that was a really interesting scene where he walked in and was like, "Everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm. murder, murder, murder." I just want us all to be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of wonder how Hydra is going to enjoy that um, collaboration. So they're going to control that level of crazy. Whether they're going to try to control that level of crazy. What he's going to do with Whitehall when Whitehall inevitably wants the obelisk for himself because he has a serious obsession. Yep. But he did say he would teach Whitehall to control it. So. No, that's not what he says. It's isn't it teach it. He says not to kill you or something. Uh, I mean, that's not exactly the line, but it's Whitehall wants to know how to control it, and he says something like, um, "Do better. I'll teach you not to die." Yeah. Or something like that. Something along those lines. Which kind of implies to me the level that Reina is at, where it reacted to her, but it didn't um, turn her into charcoal. I think that goes along with uh, she doesn't want to control it. She just wants to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't actually see Whitehall getting to that point. He's all about control of everything. Yeah. And everyone. Including you and me. Oh, you know what else was interesting? Uh, There was a moment where uh, one of the guys who was sitting next to Simmons as they were in that meeting um, saw Whitehall through a door and was like... (gasps) Do you know who that is? That's so and so Whitehall, and she's like, "Who?" And he's like, "Just one of the heads of, of, of the Hydra." The new heads of Hydra. And I was like, "Oh, that's so smart that they call their higher ups heads because when you cut off one head, I'm sure that's not what they actually intended, but I thought it was clever." Yeah, it was. It was a good little moment. It makes for a good pun. Yeah. Also, it's interesting to see like the. I, I, 
what's the word? Hierarchy? Uh, not quite what I'm looking for. Like the honor that they have, like the the respect they have for the elders. Regard. Regard. Yeah. That's a good word. It's close. It's close Stuff. to what I mean. Uh, not the best word, but first one that comes to mind. So we'll go with it. Yeah, no regard. No regard. How they idolize the heads is yeah. what I'm trying to say. The the mass murderers are <laughs> worth the Hydra goons, so to speak. Whether they're science goons or goons with sticks. <laughs> She was. She did well to bury her disgust with that we could kill millions of people, so that that line isn't that awesome. Doesn't didn't feel weird or forced. Like she did look like she was sort of filled with wonder and not filled with horror. Even though you could tell that she's like, oh god, this could kill millions of people. It sounded more like, oh god, this could kill millions of people. Yeah, she's good at being ambiguous. Yeah. Claire's least favorite word. <laughs> you don't like ambiguity ever since we're working with so-and-so. We'll talk about it later. I'm sorry. It's an inside joke. I shouldn't have said anything. On that note, let's call it <laughs> a night. <laughs> yes, let's. I was worried you weren't going to accept my invitation. Perhaps I wasn't the only one looking forward to our next meeting. Is she hitting on it? Yep, that's what she does. Yeah. So, as always, thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, uh, colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com, colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com, colsonlivespodcast on Facebook and iTunes. And I am on Twitter at Amazing Base. And I'm at Shubak R, though mostly it's just Malifaux stuff right now. <laughs> that's where I'm, that's the old, I have a Malifaux Twitter community that I engage with now, so that's all I'm really doing there. That's cool. Good. Good. All right. Uh, we'll be back in... I'll say next week, but hopefully it'll be just a few days with uh, Fractured House. So, Which some of us have seen and some of us have not yet. Most of us have seen. We were supposed to talk about it tonight, but then I realized that I hadn't actually watched it when I thought I had. And yeah, it's been a long week. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> so... Yeah, we'll yeah. be back soon. Podcast. So, great. Uh, until next time, I am Daniel Janes. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Claire on Gatehawk. And that was a podcast. Yes, it yes. was. Colson Lives Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. Leave us feedback at colsonlivespodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email at colsonlivespodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and rate and review us on iTunes. As always, thank you for listening. 
feel free to check out our other podcasts at almproductions.net. Thank you.